Have we given you a cold open? Uh, I don't know, but I, I just had to burp, so excuse me. Uh, <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Podjiba, the Pajiba television podcast. The burp was muted, by the way, because I'm classy, and we're classy. But then uh, we're I'm talking Pajiba. about the burp. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fine. I am Pajiba comedy editor Dan Hamamura. With me, as always, are Pajiba managing editor Tori Preston. Hello. Uh, hello, Tori. I forgot to say that for a second. Uh, and uh, I don't know what to give Dustin. What did I write down here? Uh, oh, uh, he also hosts the Endless Bullshit Podcast, Dustin okay. Rolls. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, Dustin. Uh, thanks for gracing us with your presence from your other Do podcasts. Do our listeners understand that we don't hear the theme song when it comes on? I'm sure, I, they, un- I'm sure I'm they understand. I'm sure they do. Whenever I listen to the podcast, I only listen to like the first yeah, three minutes, but I always listen to the theme song because I really like it. You do? It, it, it really catchy and, you know, it sticks with me. Just, yeah. Aww. Yeah. I'll, tell, I'll tell my husband that. Thanks, Juan. Thank you, Juan. Damn it, Dan. <laughs> Damn it, Dan. Uh, uh, this week on the show, a lot of television. Uh, but first, uh, actually, before we get to what's everyone drinking, uh, a big congratulations to Dustin. Uh, he did yes. it. He, he brought Manifest back. Hashtag, hashtag save Manifest. Hashtag Manifest saved. Yeah. Uh, 20 fucking episodes. <laughs> Mission accomplished. We got to get uh, you a banner. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate, though, that they, they're they breaking up the season into parts. That way I can like at least have you know three or four posts instead of the one stupid post after... Because you watch twenty episodes, you want you, you deserve more than one post out of that. Mm-hmm. Do um, you? I do. I do. The I, good news is that that means that there will be twenty uh, Dustin's manifest minutes coming up. Yeah. No, no, this can't be because it's going to happen. It's going to be like Netflix, five yeah. minute increments. You're going to have to give me a five minutes for five episodes. Oh, because you're just going to have to watch all at once, right? Yeah. That Wait, when when is the season dropping? Do we know, or is it? It's no. just okay. I think they just announced that they yeah. that they because I feel it, like so. what we do is Dan and I take a month off and we just we just oh. sit here. We don't have to talk or watch oh. anything, and mm-hmm. we just like t- we're literally here just to time <laughs> Dustin as he mm-hmm. he goes through. We can watch do our subscribers just go down. <laughs> No, watch. It would probably be our biggest. <laughs> you know, Dustin, some of our biggest months have been when we focused on one show. And what better way to test that theory than... The manifest. Yeah. The show that everyone can't seem not to watch on Netflix. Top top 10 still, constantly. Still. Oh. Top yeah. fucking 10. And now they're promoting it even more because they got the third episode, uh, the third season in, and now they've got a fourth season coming. Jeez. Yeah, now it's a Netflix show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they going to, like actually explain the whole Noah's Ark thing, do you think? Oh, I don't know. But I think <laughs> when they gave him 20 episodes, he you know, he had planned three more seasons, but I, I assume he can cram all that into 20 episodes. Probably. Lots of filler. So. Yeah. Maybe it'll be good. No, it won't be good. <laughs> You're going to love it. Dustin <laughs> will watch all of it. Yes. yes every goddamn bit. <laughs> Uh, and he may or may not be drinking, but, uh, Tori, what about you? Uh, um, so I'm taking a, a risk, uh, this week. <clears throat> Dustin got in my head about my green state lager. So I had to buy it for my husband, but I was like, oh God, if I start drinking it, all I'm going to think about is Dustin judging me on the podcast, um, for liking something that's fine. It's completely fine. It's just mm-hmm. not, it's fine. Uh, so I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, try something a little bit more exciting. And then I saw <clears throat> this maple breakfast stout. Oh no. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. It's uh it's by Fourth Star 14th Star Brewing, which is out of St. Albans, Vermont. I've never tried their beer, I don't think. Um, but this is what sold me. Not just the maple, because there's it's Vermont. You can find maple beers all over. Maple brown, maple whatever. This one, as a maple breakfast beer, is made with um, 100% Vermont maple syrup and Northern Bayou cold brew coffee. So it is a maple coffee beer. 
Um, so it's a maple coffee stout. Yes. And I'm going to take the first sip right now. All right. Let's see. I like it. <laughs> That's it. Really? It's a lot better than the milk sugar stuff I was drinking the other week. That's fair. Um, <laughs> it's it's not actually as... Um, it's a lot milder. Hmm. It's actually like like not it's it's not as much of a punch in the face as I was expecting. It's not too heavy, which okay. is nice. Um, but it's yeah. I mean, it tastes like it's a stout. It's mm-hmm. a stout. Yeah. Could be more mapley, but I think I don't need more mapley beer. You don't need maple beer. Why don't you need? No, of course you do. You need. It's not that you need it. It's just that like if you have the option of putting maple no. in it, why wouldn't no. you? No. Also, coffee. Dustin, coffee, you're the coffee, one who sits there you, with like. But yeah. Beer, no. I just look. <laughs> you have you sit there with your three drinks in front of you, and I'm giving you an option to like combine. Mm-hmm. You breakfast. I I bet and uh, beer. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to send you some of this, and then you'll be begging me for green state lager. Yes, that might be true. <laughs> Be more boring, beer. <laughs> anyway, this is great. I'm gonna be buzzed and tipsy. Six point five percent alcohol. Yeah, this is the, the Bissell is good. like uh, six point eight. That's some good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I am not drinking such heavy beer as uh, last weekend. I went and got Korean barbecue with a couple of my friends, and we had a lot of grilled meats and had mm. some uh, height beer, which is like the Korean beer that you kind of get at those places. Yeah. Um, and it was just like very uh, light and refreshing. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about height. So I bought some height. So I'm drinking oh. height. That sounds uh, lovely. Do you have yeah. uh, grilled meats to go with it? I do not have yeah, grilled meats. Mostly meat not. Today, I just want uh, barbecue. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's, it's been a while and it was quite, it was worth it. Uh, and it was outside. So oh, was Korean barbecue. Did you, did they have the little places where you like make it yourself outside? Yeah, they set up they set up tables outside with like the little oh, grills. So, nice. so yeah, you're still grilling it at the table. That's um, awesome. Meat and no COVID. That's the best way to go. Um, yeah. So <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah, there's no argument. <laughs> there's no argument. <laughs> For once, Dustin is right. <laughs> uh, well, uh, it will be short lived. What will be short lived? Me being right. No, um, I don't know what was gonna. I was trying to come up with a yeah, transition, I and I didn't. What if Dustin? We gotta wait for. Right. What, what if, if Dustin was right? That's true. That's. I don't know. Rare. That's too unrealistic. Too much of a stretch. That's yeah. That's uh. I don't. I don't agree with that multiversal reality. <laughs> uh, but but you do have a report for us on the latest episode of What If? The yes, I do. Marvel. So, show. Uh, so What If is still happening. It's that cartoon. Uh, I wanted to, so, I mean, whatever, it's still not, you know, Loki mm-hmm. here. It's not like one of the big Disney plus shows, but it's doing something very interesting. And I'm curious if it's, it started kind of a trend and I'm waiting to see, I think the big question is still, you know, is this cartoon a kind of completely disassociated from everything else? You know, is it really going to be its own standalone thing that won't have an impact on whatever mcu canon is is ongoing with this whole multiversal thing um or will it actually kind of set up something that could pay off um in any of the live action stuff Mm -hmm. and i don't think it still is unclear but the show is getting like weirder and darker and and taking some bigger swings uh in ways that makes me wonder if it is building up to something uh, and so basically, uh, the most this week's episode, today's episode, we're recording on Wednesday, uh, was a very uh, was the darkest episode yet, and it is about Doctor Strange. Mm. Uh, and the what if question is, uh, what if instead of Doctor Strange, his hands getting injured, what if it's like basically, if what if instead of him losing his hands, he lost his heart? And so the idea is, in that car accident, he lost um, Rachel McAdams' character, Christine. Oh. So she died, oh. and so he, so he's healed, but he's still heartbroken. Um, and so, it, like, and basically, what it sets up is that his journey is exactly like the movie. He's heartbroken. It's just that what's driving him to look for other answers to, to you know, uh, 
become a magician to to go and find the ancient one and 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 everything that happens in that movie he faces Dormammu everything happens exactly the way you saw it in the movie it's just that his he's not trying to heal himself he's trying to find a way to bring Christine back and so it's really about what happens after that so he you know becomes the sorcerer supreme he has the time stone and he he decides to start screwing around with time and then it kind of turns into a doctor who episode <laughs> and it's uh and he uh discovers that christine's death is i think they call it an absolute point but it's a fixed it's a, it's the doctor it's the fixed right. point in time the thing that you can't change mm -hmm. um and so he he tries all these different ways um and no matter what he does she always dies somehow um, so he looks for other answers and, and goes to this other, you know, magician, goes through this library and finds some mention of the fact that if you, um, absorb enough mystical energy, you will, you can overpower those, those fixed points in time. You can, you know, you just have to, you have to beef yourself up. Mm -hmm. Um, so he goes completely like dark side. He starts summoning creatures and, and absorbing them. Oh. Um, and then there's this, then they kind of reveal that at some point in this, this one battle, like the ancient one came, came and when she realized he was not going, he was going to keep walking down this path, she managed to do, to split the timeline so that there was a version of him that never started screwing with time. So you have in this one reality, two Dr. Stranges, one who has just beefed himself up, absorbing bad things, and one who is what we would expect the progression from the end of the movie to be just, you know, the guy who continues being the Sorcerer Supreme living in New York and working with Wong and being Dr. Strange. Right. Um, and so the two of them fight and uh, the good Dr. Strange gets absorbed. And then the bad Dr. Strange brings back Christine and that fractures reality and or not reality i mean it just destroys the universe it, it undoes the fabric of time it does mm. everything it, it destroys the world exactly as he was warned and so he sits there with christine as everything falls apart and here's where it gets interesting so not only is that just very dark and depressing um he starts interacting with the watcher which is the mm. jeffrey wright mm -hmm. character and so at one point when he was getting more and more powerful he hears the narration from Jeffrey Wright. Hmm. And so you're like, oh, so there's they're starting to they're start you're starting to get that interaction. And then at the very end, he starts pleading for the watcher to, you know, to save him. Because he thinks the watcher is a god. And then Jeffrey Wright has to be like, no, I'm not allowed to interfere. And you know, every you had everyone told you this would happen. You, you know, you right. did this to yourself, but like, you know, even if I could, I probably, I, I shouldn't, by now you should know what happens when you start messing with time and reality. Mm -hmm. um, so it's not a big deal, but it, I think that, um, and even on its own, you know, it's, it's, they're, they're continuing to build on the conceit of the show, which is the introduction of this character, the watcher. And I think that will be important ultimately at some point. Um, but also last week's episode was the first one where I noticed there, and it's just one shot, but you see the figure of the watcher in the background, mm. like in the skyline watching as the episode, but nobody, nobody notices him. But it was the first time, like, I don't think in the first two episodes, you see him on screen like that, like in the middle of an episode. Okay. And so they, last week they show him in the skyline. And then this week you actually have Dr. Strange talking to him and him responding. So I'm curious if with each week that goes by, if that's actually the progression we're getting, it'll be all these standalone stories. But because that's always been the tension with, with that character is he's not supposed to interfere until eventually he usually does. Right. So that's how they're going to introduce him to the movies? I don't know. I, I That's where I'm like, you know, they could not. They might just, this could continue to just be this little cartoon. But the fact that it's getting so dark so rapidly makes me wonder if, and maybe I just hope that they'll, they're doing something with it because don't waste Jeffrey Wright like that. Right. <laughs> like, like do something with him. Come on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. It was a very, it was a good episode. It was very it was not happy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I know everything I know need to know about it, so I don't need to watch it. Thank you, Tori. You don't need to watch it. There you go. <laughs>
Sorry, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think this is just because the the image popped in my head? But okay. Do you think that if this series, if the point of this series ends up being about kind of like explaining and introducing the watch, uh, the watcher to the MCU, um, do you think it's in the realm of possibility that they would like go through the series and it's all animated? but then do basically like a post-credits where you see Jeffrey Wright as the Watcher, like live action? I wouldn't put it past them. Um, the one thing that complicates it is that I think the series is already confirmed for a season two. Oh, okay. So if it were standalone, I actually would think that would be a larger possibility. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and maybe they would do something like that in season two. Right. You know, it really depends on their production timeline and how this all falls into... You know, because it feels like it's, I always have a hard time with keeping in my head the order of the Marvel, the MCU, you know, like phase four or whatever. Because right. it's like you sit there and you know, I can list off the movies that are coming and I'll kind of forget what order they're in. But I also forget that like, it's, you know, the I'm thinking of like three or four movies, but that's over the next two years. Mm-hmm. If they, you know, don't release the next season until next year or, you know, however, that could still line up with a movie that we've heard announced and, you know, they could do the live action reveal and then he pops up in, you know, Ant-Man Quantumania or something right, like, right, right. Um, we know there's a fantastic four movie announced. Like, are, would they be setting him up to show up in that? Like, right. So, um, I don't know. I also think that, I'm, as there, there's an interesting thing where they're still very much tied to the, um, just to the the movie characters right now, mm-hmm. and and then which is great because they have all those voice act, almost all of the voice actors showing up, right. um, but it, it's knowing that they have more characters that they can play with that they haven't introduced in the movies yet, like they now have the rights to the X Men and Fantastic Four and all this stuff, you know. I know it would. They wouldn't necessarily want to spoil that here, but also it could be a really fun way to to start playing with it in a in a sandbox. That if you're going to truly keep this um, isolated, um, it could be fun. Yeah, totally. So, um, yeah. What if? What well, if? It's did interesting. A... That... I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. I was just <laughs> I was saying just it's they uh, did that episode. The... Thing because the uh, Spider-Man trailer came out, and it's interesting that they're going to use Spider-Man to sort of launch the multiverse, since that's a Sony property. Well, but it's also weird because I mean, are they? Because they have Doctor Strange there, but then Doctor Strange will be in his own movie, continuing with the multiverse. Like, did it launch? Did that technically did the multiverse? You know, launch in Loki. Right. Well, um, right. Like it, mean, the, the, the fucking multiverse is getting so many launches. It's, it's, it's gonna be a, <laughs> it's gonna be like a decade long thing, isn't it? Yeah. No, I think that you know. I mean, they got three phases out of Thanos, and if if Kang is the next Thanos, like yeah, you've got three phases. Oh, that just seems like too much. All right. Yeah. Wow. I don't know. Like I said, I've been I've been playing Ultimate Alliance three, so I'm all I want. I'm just like I have all my heroes, and I can make teams out of them, and I can play with like Ghost Rider and Wolverine and like Scarlet Witch <laughs> and like all at the same time. And I'm just like, why? Well, just now that I'm just the movies just seem boring. Mm. <laughs> also, I'm sorry. Like if you're gonna give us this whole multiverse and you can't bring, like I just want them to bring back Nick Cage as Ghost Rider. Like I know it's low hanging fruit and it will never happen, but I. I love him as Ghost Rider. That would be fun. Mm, I yeah. love him. You know what, Dustin? I, know, no, I, I would care. love that, too. That's great. <laughs> it would make the uh, MCU much more interesting to me. It, it's right. Kind of losing its... Less, I mean, I, less interested in it. It'll, it depends on how uh, Shang-Chi and uh, the Eternals are. Those could be, like, totally great or totally terrible. I don't know what to think about the Eternals, but I am very much looking forward to to Shang Chi. Me too. So, um, and Dustin, I haven't played. Or sorry, Tori, I haven't played the uh, the uh, your Marvel game, uh, Ultimate Alliance. 
but uh, that did make me think of, I don't remember what comic it was, but there's a comic where it's Punisher and he's fighting bad guys with Spider-Man, but he grabs Spider-Man and like throws him into the bad guys and like, <laughs> knocks him out. And Spider-Man wakes up and he's like, what happened? And the Punisher says, we had a team up. You were great. And like, walks <laughs> off. Um, I think... I don't know if I'm going to get Punisher. I hope I get Punisher at some point. I haven't unlocked all the characters. I just got Deadpool. Oh, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. Let's see what happens. Um, so, yeah, that's what What if. Well, speaking of franchises with years and years of material. Really? I mean, seriously. <laughs> Dustin wanted to talk to us about American Horror Story, which oh, sort of. is, uh, is a part of the FX lineup, which is also available on Hulu because FX is on Hulu. That is right. Um, and I think wait. they, it is on FX, but when it's on... It's not an FX on Hulu show. It's just also on Hulu. I feel like yes. when it's on and, Hulu, and on they FX. call it FX yeah. on Hulu, even if it is. No, no. Not exclusive. They still call it FX on Hulu. Well, you can find it through that portal, but it's right. not like it's an it's FX not an show original. And next day on Hulu, mm-hmm. not yeah. FX on Hulu. Mm-hmm. What season before we <laughs> fall into this freaking <laughs> routine? What season of American Horror Story are we on? Is this like twelve, fifteen? Season, but the first season of. Effects on Hulu, American Horror Story. It's not, but is it? It's so, not wait, no. God Just damn it. Forget that. Don't uh, listen to that. So what, what is this season about? Uh, this season is The Shining uh, meets uh, Vampires. Well, it's actually, smartly, they broke it up into two parts. So there's two parts. It's, a, it's called American Horror Story Double Feature. The first uh, part is six episodes, and the second part is four episodes, which is the smartest thing they can do because Ryan Murphy runs out of uh, runway around episode four. So, right. But it always starts out, most of the time, it starts out pretty well. And this time, the first two episodes start out pretty well, too. Uh, Finn Whitrock plays this sort of like uh, Jack Torrance character. He, he takes his family into this secluded uh, house in Provincetown, of course, because it's Ryan Murphy, um, <laughs> to write. He's, he's a television writer. He's going to write this big new pilot. Um, and he needs some inspiration because he's got writer's block. So he gets there, uh, nothing's coming to him. He goes out uh, to a bar, meets two writers who are prolific and very famous, played by Evan Peters and Francis Conroy, and he doesn't understand their secret. Ooh. And then they take him back to their place, and Evan Peters is like, just take this pill, and then you will be able to write whatever you want, as much as you want. You'll be like a genius uh, writer, it unlocks your creative potential. It's like limitless for um, right yeah. for writers. Yeah. So he's like, no fucking way. I'm not gonna take that. And then he goes back to his house, and then he can't break through the writer's block. So he takes the pill, and he does. Oh, it's a train. Yes, it yeah. is a train. Hello, train. <laughs> Hi, train. Um, it does unlock his potential, and he writes like the pilot episode, and then the entire first season in like 48 hours, and it's brilliant. And like Joaquin Phoenix signs on to it. And it's great, but the catch is... Uh, He's a vampire. Well, vampire-like. The, uh, the, this particular pill gives him all these creative powers, but also uses all the blood-rich nutrients in his body, and the only way to replace them is by sucking the blood of humans. <sighs> but, so, and the sort of interesting twist to it is that um, there's a lot of these people in this in this Provincetown area that are creative types who are like geniuses, but then people who take the pill that don't have any innate creative talent turn into like vampire duds. So they're like um, <laughs> they're like bald um, people that just like they're they're basically zombies. So then you also have zombies. So if you're a cool Hollywood person, you become a vampire. And if you're a lame normie, you become a zombie. Exactly. Who becomes werewolves? They haven't. That will (laughs) probably be the third episode, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, they're going to do all of the monsters. The big catch is like the the daughter is like playing the violin and she can't, she's like 10 and she can't figure it out and she can't get past this piece. And she's like, fuck it, I'm going to take one of my dad's pills and then. She turns into a fucking vampire. 
So then you got a vampire or a zombie? Vampire. So I think. Oh, well, she the, did. The episode ended with her like eating somebody at a cemetery, and I think it's going to be a vampire. She looks like it. Oh. Hmm. Um, but I mean, if so, if you've got Evan Peters and Francis Conrad, are they kind of also ripping off Only Lovers Left Alive? Maybe, yeah. And they got that. A little and, bit. Uh, either Let Me In or Interview with a Vampire with a Girl. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Dan, how realistic is this whole, uh, you know, writing <laughs> retreat and writing a whole season in, like, 48 hours? Like, that sounds, you know, that's that's your life, right? Well, let me, uh, I'll, I'll say that the, uh, I, I have never had such an experience, so well, you I, I can't. I can't speak to it. True, I've never, I've never, <laughs> never taken a uh, a pill uh, for to unlock creativity. But uh, I don't know. Is this is this secretly a, uh, a an allegory for cocaine in the maybe nineties? <laughs> is this is actually there, uh, Brian a, Murphy's autobiography? Like he writes so much. There are a lot of stories of of like writers becoming very prolific. After t- they took a lot of cocaine and then wrote a he lot of stuff. He definitely behaves like he's on cocaine because he's like, it's manic and like can't stop writing and yelling at his family. But oh yeah, Macaulay Culkin is in it. Uh, he uh, Sarah Paulson plays um, tuberculosis tuberculosis Karen, and they're like these. What? Yeah, they're like uh, these massive drug fiends who refuse to take the pill because they know. What it will do to them. What it yes. is. So they just take other drugs? Well, tuberculosis, Karen, uh, actually goes to get, like, babies for Francis Conroy in exchange for money to buy meth or drugs or whatever. And she hates those blood-sucking monsters, but she's indebted to them. Oh, but I, conflict. But I think they're about... I, Macaulay Culkin did, was afraid to take the pill because he was afraid to turn into a dud, but at the end of the episode, he took it. But we don't, we don't know what's going to happen to him. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. It, it'll Wait, be... In, what, why did he take the pill? Why did he take it? Because he wanted to be yeah. uh, brilliant. And Special. Right. Did he have any ambition? Like, did he... Or talent? Like, was there anything he was trying to do? Uh, I forget. Maybe painter? Maybe? Huh. I think he might end up being a dud. That would be pretty funny to have Macaulay Culkin as the dud. Would, yes. <laughs> Man with longest career on this show. <laughs> um, so should we watch it for like, you know, the first four episodes until it gets bad or? Uh, I would, what do I you would think? wait and see how it goes from listen to somebody else because they always take a nosedive. They do. I only, I feel like most of, like the first couple of seasons I watched and then after that I would make it two to three episodes into any given season and then give up. Yeah. So I so, don't I have not finished an season of this show in so long. So I have a question because I've never actually watched any American horror story. Mm-hmm. Um, really? What yeah, it's I, I think I fell into a similar Ryan Murphy uh whole like even before this show came out, where I was just like, I, I like the beginnings of his shows, and then I just always fall off, so I, I just decided they're probably not for me, and that's fine. Um, also, I'm not the biggest horror person anymore, even though I used to love horror, and I don't know what happened. Um, but uh, if, if you know that it gets, that you stop watching it after a few episodes, what what's the draw the return marketing for the show is like the <laughs> yeah the marketing show. is wonderful. I mean, really, also the best also it's not TV. like and it's, it okay. is that's fair. always got good and, cast. and it's the same people well, it, yeah it's the same cast and it, every once in a while they add like lady gaga or something but mm-hmm. that i think part of it too is that because it's an anthology like the smartest thing ryan murphy ever did was set this show up as an anthology because right. it's like, yeah, one season runs out of steam, but then you have the built-in excuse, like, the next season, it's something new. Mm-hmm. Like, we're doing a circus this time. It's totally fine, guys. Like, come back. So and It's fun to see how he plays with different genres mm-hmm. until he brings in aliens and other dimensions or whatever. Yeah. But I also wonder, because like, at a certain point, he wasn't playing with the genre. Like, he has... It, the genre kind of became... 
it was all very surface level. Like he, you know, it felt like costuming more than like actually uh, using the elements of those, you know, right. types of stories to 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 lead the plot of the show. Like he wasn't actually adding anything to that conversation. It was just mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, theme night. <laughs> Like, okay, okay, we're doing 80s now, but like not really adding to that. What does an 80s slasher move like? Right. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, they did uh, 80s last season. I did just. Yeah, I think so. 1984. Yeah, whatever they did that went one. On forever. Just kept going mm -hmm. and going and going. Um, what's interesting about uh, the American Horror Story is that uh, when I watched uh, season 10 on FX on Hulu, I wasn't paying attention and I just hit play. And I was like, oh my God, Connie Britton. She looks so young here. Uh, and, oh. and it took me 15 minutes to realize that I was uh, watching the first season. But, and I've seen the first season, but everybody, it's all the same characters, so you don't know. Unless you just specifically remember something you watched 10 years ago. Right. But she has never come back. She actually hasn't. But, you know, she, she went to 911, so she's still got a relationship with Ryan Murphy. So it wasn't until yeah, I mean, she's fine. Dylan, Dylan McDermott, right? Yes. And when he showed up, I was like, oh, shit, I'm rewatching that show again, aren't I? <laughs> Why are they in this house of murder? <laughs> what would you call it? A murder house? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well. Why has he never got, was it Julian McMahon, the one from Nip Tuck? I don't know. Like, get him back. What happened to him, anyway? I don't know. Like, no, he's... Well, he still does stuff. He was in... Oh, he was in Runaways. He, he pops up in things. He's fine. Oh, Runaways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that show. Yeah. I don't think I... I didn't finish I did. it. <laughs> but I liked it all right for a while. Speaking of... We could do a whole episode that just shows we started that we never finished. <laughs> Oh, he's on FBI Most Wanted. Now. Oh, of course he is. They all go to CBS. He is the, he is a, he is a lead on a CBS procedure. Oh. That makes sense. Sadly. The original <laughs> Ryan Murphy show that went off the rails. Man, that was a good first season, though. Didn't he fuck someone off a balcony in Nip Tuck? Uh, I don't recall that, but that makes total sense. Absolutely something that would happen on that show. I've never seen it. Oh, no. Well, that's, no. that's really that first season is like the best. You know yeah. what? They they hit a hundred episodes. That could have been part it of the hundred episode game. Jesus Christ! Apparently, yeah. I feel like by episode one hundred, it had definitely yeah. gone off there the rails. Like a, it was like about plastic surgery, but there was like a serial killer somewhere in there. And right. There was so yeah, and they were both making terrible life decisions. Yes. And like at one point, an eight year old girl got toxic shock syndrome because her parents oh, didn't tell her that. anything yeah. about tampons. Yeah. But um, it really did combine sort of like the elements of uh, Horror Story and 911 so well. And Plastic mm -hmm. Yeah. I just remember seeing commercials for that and thinking, that is the FX show that I'm not going to watch while I watched, like, while I was, like, watching every episode of The Shield. Yeah. Yeah. I did the opposite, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, what else was on, what else was on there? network at the time was it much um uh so they had that they had they had nip tuck the shield rescue me remember rescue me yes I oh like yeah I, I watched yeah. a lot of rescue me um i think those were kind of like their keys yeah uh the guy Thief, from rescue me showed up go. in manifest for like i was like stoked i was like oh it's the rescue me guy but which know. one dennis leary no not dennis leary <laughs> um the good looking guy Dennis Leary? No. Oh, Stephen Pasquale? <laughs> no. Oh. The lesser known looking guy. Daniel Sunjata? Yes. Yeah. He's he been in a lot of stuff. He was in he was in Love Monkey, Dustin. How dare you? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Love Monkey is no manifest. Right, but I'm just saying like you should you should know Daniel Sunjata's name based yes. on Love Monkey. Of course. If you're gonna be like he showed up somewhere, say right. Love Monkey. Right. Love Monkey's Daniel Sunjata. <laughs> he was one of those aborted arts in Manifest. Was he like meth head number three? No, he was. Uh, when um, the people came back from the plane, he was the husband, the, the wife's uh, new boyfriend. 
Oh. Oh, that's right. That's like season one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then there was a conflict, and then, yeah, like five episodes in, he just disappeared. Never heard from him again. No. All right. Well, speaking of shows with conflict that doesn't disappear. Oh. That's not a good transition. No, but there's conflict. There is conflict. There actually is conflict. Don't listen to anyone on Twitter. On last week's Ted Lasso. I don't even know um, if I'd call it conflict. I would call it, I don't know. There's always that part of the season where things go bad. I guess mm-hmm. that is conflict. That's conflict. Mm-hmm. Right. There's conflict. There's conflict. There's conflict yeah. between Beard and his his girlfriend. Yep. And and there's conflict between everyone who is or is not trying to tell him to break up with her. Yep. There's conflict between Ted and his emotions. Yes. All yeah, kinds watch, of conflict. I watch a lot of rom coms with my daughters who are nine. And uh, I told them all about the formula so so they don't get so anxious because they get very anxious during the conflict portion. They're like, so that now that they know, because it's, it's like the rom-com starts out great and happy, people fall in love, and then something bad happens. Right. And they're like, oh, dad, is this the part? But everything's going to be okay, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> yes. So that's where we are in Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, but it was also, was this week? Last week was the rom-com. No. Yes, no, it's the one after. No, it was one after, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I do appreciate, and I know it's not done, but I did like that they there, there was some resolution with Nate because mm-hmm. the whole thing brewing of like now Roy's a coach, and then you know he was doing really well and getting a lot of attention, and it was just like driving Nate further and further into like an insecurity corner, right? And then he like breaks through it, and you know, right, just he, starts he, giving orders, and like, he finally it, he fi- he was finally assertive and. Yeah. And succeeded, but now has also put him in a place where he's now getting like, cocky, getting cocky yeah. and probably going to be chasing that, that high. Yeah. And I also think because everyone's kind of like, we've seen this Ted breakdown coming. Like, how could you not, you know, recognize the signs or whatever? And I feel like one of the biggest signs that was really kind of low key bothering me, but I think was really a sign of just how kind of going off the rails Ted was, was that Ted clearly saw what was going on with Nate mm-hmm. and wasn't talking to him, wasn't trying to help. Right. And there's a, a level which you can kind of go, oh, he just wanted to like, you know, see what was going to happen. Like, let, let's see if Nate could figure it out on his own. But it's like, no, old Ted would have just given him a, you know, like pulled him aside and tried to like get him to talk. Right. Um, and there's, it. well, the other thing that, that's been interesting to me over this season is that there there's been a little bit of pushback against the show in that like Ted feels like he's playing like he feels almost like he's playing Ted Lasso rather than like the character existing in the world um but right. like like his platitudes feel more forced and stuff like that but that yeah. now that we've reached this point in the season it feels like oh this is that's the point that's that has why. been the point the whole yeah. time is that it's no longer working uh, the way it did in season one, and it's not keeping his demons at bay the way it did. Right. Yeah. Like, and that's yeah. It's all very necessary to it, and it is intentional. And like, if you're picking up on something that is discordant, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I do think it's intentional. Yeah. Um, but I mean, also, like, as much as people kind of shit on the Christmas episode, I'm like. He was going to watch It's a Wonderful Life right. on, like, a loop for a whole day. Like, what more sign that this man right. is, like, dangerously, like, practically suicidal do you need? Right. After his son, like, blew him off to go play with the president. Ugh. Okay, he was, of course he was not okay. Nobody, mm-hmm. nobody who's okay watches It's a Wonderful Life by themselves while drinking over and over again. <laughs> like, that is, that is a cry for help. I thought you were going to stop that sentence that nobody who's okay watches It's a Wonderful Life. Well, I mean, hey, hey. mileage may differ, but I'm just mm. saying. his right. It was not healthy behavior on him. Right. Um, also, we know... Uh, all right, do we think that, that Rebecca and Sam are going to actually hook up? No. No. We, because it's going to be... A, because it's a workplace and it's a, a power dynamic that's unhealthy and the show... I think that? that I think they that just... that that it'll that they'll unpack that, yeah. Oh, they'll just realize and be like, oh, never mind. Okay. 
I mean, maybe they'll. I, I, I'm. I'm curious to see how they play that out because I feel like the best case scenario is that they come out of it with some kind of not romantic relationship, but like a, a, a friendship or a bond that is, uh, that is uh, acceptable for their power dynamic, but also like you know healthy for them, right. uh, and healthy and fulfilling for them, but. A deeper I, friend bond or yeah, whatever, yeah. But I, I don't know how you get there with a romantic relationship. But. Oh, I agree. I don't think they actually will. Yeah. And I, I think the show is, like, very much setting up, like, the... It's how easy it is to say no in the workplace. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, bosses, just just don't. Just mm-hmm. don't do it. Even Even if you are matched on a random... Right. Just don't. Um, but we'll see. I also liked that uh, uh, that this episode they that it goes when when they're talking to uh, to Jamie and trying to you know trying to Roy's trying to make him better that he points out kind of in in kind of like a very Roy Kent but accurate way that like oh no you kind of fucked him up Ted by turning him into a Ted Lasso kind of player like you're actually taking away his superpower. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, it's, again, it's drawing that line of like, Ted came in and the first season was very much like making the, the team and the individuals healthier. Right. But he didn't make them a better football team. Right. And that's what Roy is there to do. It's like, yeah, no, you start, you have started laying the groundwork for Jamie to like deal with his daddy issues and like become a better person. And that's great because he really mm-hmm. was a prick. But unfortunately, like, what made him good on the pitch was being a prick. Right. <laughs> and I, yeah, I mean, it's true. And I think that, but it's also that, and I, I like that they, they are continuing to unpack that. Cause it's like, yeah, Ted Lasso was very good for these people as humans, but he also isn't a therapist. Right. And seeing the difference that a professional therapist <laughs> who understands boundaries can make. Right. Um, and, you know, and I don't think it's to put, you know, it's like you can still like Ted Lasso, but it, it's, it's, yeah, you kind of build up the myth of the man and then you start knocking it down and trying to put it in perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, other, also, as an aside, the, uh, the goal that, that he scored, uh, Brendan Hunt, who is, uh, obviously one of the creators and writers and, uh, plays, uh, Coach Beard, he posted a video on Twitter showing, uh, Jamie Dunster making that shot. <laughs> Like oh, in Phil real Dunster, time. Yeah, yeah. Or sorry, Phil Dunster, yeah. Making that what did I call him? A Jamie Dunster. Oh yeah. Phil Dunster <laughs> making that shot in real time and it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah. It's very impressive. He he actually made that shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's they're good. Yeah. They're... So anyway, the feel good show is is complicated, but it's still I still feel good. Yeah. And and it's it's, uh, I'm, I'm back, uh, not that I was ever out, for all the people saying that I'm a villain now this season. Now twirl uh, your mustache. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was never out, however, uh, the, the, this episode was kind of, I was kind of like, oh good, we're back into, like, conflict land, and, and I was, I was very happy and satisfied with the, the emotional strain that I was feeling, uh, in, in watching uh, the episode. And, uh, uh, oh, interesting. Dustin has had a trouble, a problem connecting back in because we lost him for a minute. And now, uh... Oh. All right. We might have to, you know what we might have to do? We might have to stop this recording and start a new one, and I'll have to stitch them together. Um, oh, yeah, because we haven't gotten to the big show of the night. We haven't gotten to the big show of the night. So uh, okay. for, for those of you at home, you'll probably just hear this and then hear us say, we're back. But uh, Or we yeah. could edit. No, it's, <laughs> not, it's, it's not, not worry about that, Tori. Um, so uh, hang, hang on. <laughs> and we're back, uh, which will seem like just a, just a blip for, for those of you listening, but you'll have heard us talking about how we've had technical issues. We could um, just, I'm uh, telling you, we could just edit. You know, I don't think that's necessary. It's right. good to see the sausage. It's good to see... Okay, that a, sounds dirty. It's good to see the way a podcast is made, which is, why, which is why there's a whole TV show 
called Only Murders in the Building. Oh, there you go. Well Wait, what? Uh, That's it's true. A, it's a new Hulu show uh, co-created by Steve Martin and, um, oh shoot, I am now blanking on the... Martin name. Short. No. He didn't co-create <laughs> it, but <laughs> well, it's uh, like he's in it. James Hoffman, no. Um... Uh, something Hoffman. John Hoffman. John Hoffman. Uh, yes, and uh, it's uh, set in a a fancy building in New York. Uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez play three uh, very different residents of the building who love murder podcasts and decide to start their own slash investigate a murder when a murder happens in their building. Right. And Chaos then... ensues. <laughs> and I just want to begin by telling Dan that Selena Gomez and Demi Lovato are different people. Did I? What? I was. I was just, you know, getting out in front ahead of that for you. Did you? Is this like did how? I, did I think Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez? I was the just same person. Just getting out in front. Oh, was it like how Dan thought that um, FX and Hulu and FX on Hulu were, you know, the same thing? Oh no, Dustin, that was that was you. That was. <laughs> did um, you think that was Demi Lovato, <laughs> Dustin? <laughs> Absolutely not. Do the youths just look the same, Dustin? Uh, well, a little bit. A little bit. Um, I... Olivia, what's her face? Oh, Rodrigo. Yes. Yeah, You're the only good. one who watches her show. Yeah. I do, yes. High School Musical, the musical, the and series. I the... listen to our album several times, and my daughters listen to it constantly. All right, well, for can we just? I need to because it's been killing me. Dan, mm-hmm. what do you think about this show? I mean, <laughs> villain, Boo. villain, it's, it's well made. Okay, I the, it's 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 got a, besides the leads, uh, Amy Ryan's also in it, and there's a lot of like. Pulling in their famous friends for like an episode or two. Yeah, Nathan so Lane, far. Tina Fey, Sting. Sting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, which is Olivia all Rodrigo. fine. She's um, not in it. Yeah, God damn sorry. it, Dustin. <laughs> and it's all, it's all, it's all fine. It's all acceptable. It's all well, well the made. Joy. Yeah, it's it's actually charming. It's like. Are you jealous that Martin Short has better podcasting equipment than you do? Well, I'm not going to comment on the podcasting of it all, but uh, and I love the cast. It's, it's not it's nothing uh, it's nothing against the cast or the Is, or is it the, that you don't like banter? Do you not like murder? Maybe I don't like murder? I don't know. It's it's there here's the here's the part that so through through three episodes the show has used a variety of storytelling devices, like like to the to the level where I'm like, I don't, I don't know what the show like. The show can kind of do anything in a way that makes me, like, nothing can feel unexpected because it's all, like, yeah. possible because they use voiceover and it's not just one person; it's all three of them because they're talking right. on a podcast. But then also. You have flashback from Selena Gomez's uh, kind of point of view, but then you also have kind of like a mind palacey uh, Broadway casting thing for uh, Martin Short. But then yeah. you also have like the weird uh, things bouncing off the ground in yeah, the, the pilot weird thing, surreal which dream I didn't that, entirely yeah. understand, but I mean it was cool. Uh, and then you have you also have Selena Gomez talking, her voiceover not being on the podcast, but being in her like recording a video of herself talking. Right. So there are like now two mediums of people recording themselves, and I, it's just a lot. It's just a lot for a half hour for half hour episodes, um, and it's it's it was it was easy to watch, and I, <laughs> I did not I did not it was easy did to not, watch and I enjoyed it. But I, I, I did not, did not care. For I did it. not hate it. I didn't yeah. hate it. I don't want to make it sound like I'm mad at the show. I just. Uh, I don't know. I just I feel nothing. Am I am I depressed? Uh, Is that what's happening? Might be. I don't know, man. I just I'm worried about you. <laughs> uh, so I will I will I don't disagree with you. I do mm-hmm. think that there's a lot going on, and it mm-hmm. for and it's interesting because at first I thought the murder 
was really going to be secondary and it was going to be all about the secrets of these three main characters and kind right. of unpeeling that onion, which is a metaphor they use a whole lot, you know? Right. Right. Um, and it would be much more about them that this character study and the ways that they lie to each other and how they start figuring out, you know, the real people underneath right. the facades. Right. Um, and that that was going to be the actual mystery and that, you know, the guy would just actually have... Because the, the central murder, the police think it's a suicide. Mm-hmm. And they, they're mostly because they're all bored, they kind of are convinced that it isn't and they start digging. Um, but now it's pretty clear that it was a murder or something nefarious happened. Something larger than just a suicide occurred. Right. Um, because there's some hints with Selena Gomez's character. She knew the victim and she hasn't told... Um, Steve Martin and, and Martin Short that yet. Right. Um, and there's like a whole lot of stuff going on. But, uh, you know, so now it's still it's still unpacking the kind of secrets in the lives of those three characters. But also there is a lot in this investigation and a lot of this mystery around that guy and, and Selena Gomez's uh, relationship with him that's coming out. Right. Um, so I do agree. The show is pack- going in a whole lot of directions each episode and they are basically half hour episodes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm not, I do think that there's, I don't know that the show is going to pull it off. Mm -hmm. And frankly, I don't think I would expect the most, you know, I think part of it is that expectation of like, I'm not sure I trust Steve Martin to craft a murder mystery, (laughs) but, but that, but again, that's if you're coming to this show for the murder mystery. Right. And I think that where I'm, I'm willing to go along with it. I'm finding a lot of enjoyment with it is how knowingly it is uh, sort of playing with the tropes of these true crime podcasts. Right, right. And so much of that. And also just the that dynamic of like, it gets a lot right about New York, but also the idea of these like these two, you know, dudes who are very much peers, even though mm-hmm. like in the, in the show, they're not longtime friends or anything like that. They just were neighbors who barely could stand each other. Right. Um, and they all kind of come together out of a, a shared interest, but there is something very, I kind of like a show. I I'm, I'm more enamored of this relationship of like two old white guys and, <laughs> and this like younger girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and not in any creepy way, but like there's the generational, Right. Um, gap, like, and the way that they play with that is also right. kind of amusing. And also, and Sting may have murdered a dog. I right. don't know. Cat. No dog. Wait, what? Sting. Uh, Sting poisoned. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right. Dog. Yeah. Somebody Wait, else killed. Wait, did the dog killed... die? Well, he's sick. He is. He's uh, poisoned. We don't know if he's going right. to die. I right. hope they don't kill him. Yeah, Surely not. You don't never kill the dog. Uh, well, they did in Ted Lasso. I know. Oh, well, yeah. for a good reason. Um, the, uh, no, the, Tori, that's a good point because, uh, but the, that's a good point because the, uh, the, the characters, the pure character scenes are more interesting and kind of like the, the, because all three of them are dealing with their own version of like a profound sadness. Some of it we've unpacked, some of it we haven't. Right. Um, and, and all of that I'm kind of excited by and want to, want to see because I'm, uh, I because I I think these performers can totally pull it off, um, but the uh, uh, yeah I don't know that's the I wish it was more that show and a little bit less the the bumbling podcaster like, show because we, we 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 know C. what that Martin show is and Martin Short just talking to each other I mean it's just also, basically just oh so good. It's so good, and they've basically replaced Chevy Chase with Selena Gomez, ah, which is an upgrade. Uh-huh, that's true. Like that's all I can think of. Mm-hmm, that's true. And when is the last time we saw Steve Martin in something good? Well, I he love wrote, Steve and he like, wrote it for himself. Anything. I know it's so good. It's so good, and Martin Short just—I love him. Yeah. I love Martin Short, and 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 Steve Martin. And but I like um, I I love Tina Fey and the random bits where she's on the <laughs> she is the host of the murder podcast that right, they're obsessed right. with, but. As to the satire of it, I mean the, it it definitely. It's, it, it's it's also not like fully into that world in the way that like, American Vandal was, um, so it's like it's like half satire, half this character thing, and yeah, 
I don't know. I, well, I, I, I they, do they like... haven't picked a lane yet, and it, it could totally land and be great. And I'm still going to keep watching. And it could land and be a mess. Right. Like, I, I do understand. They may not pull out of this tailspin. But I'm I'm enjoying the ride so far. Like, I like that it's doing so much. I do like the framing. Like, using each each episode being kind of framed on a... a the general template of a murder podcast. So like the second episode is where we look at who the victim was. The third episode is like, you know, what's going on around him, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, it's kind of trying to follow and then it goes in its own direction, but it kind of gives you this start firm starting point. Right, right, right. Here's Um, my question. Yes. (laughs) Is it Demi Lovato or Selena Gomez that was engaged to Pete Davidson? It was, oh my God, it was neither. Jesus Christ, Dustin. What? <laughs> That's a joke, everyone. I hope. Because, Dustin, you're, is, you are joking. It is joking, right? <laughs> sure. We can only have one villain per hundred episodes. Like, you can't... I'm just, you know. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I, I but will you say, didn't answer me. You don't know, do you? <laughs> I'm not going to dignify this. Um, I will say, now that we're treading on um, slightly racist ground. Um, Wait, that's... What? <laughs> what? Um, I do appreciate that there there is this... Some... I'm Can... looking it up now. <laughs> um, there is this low-key... Uh, Oh my god! Yes, yeah, Dustin, you watch Ariana SNL Grande. like every week. I know, but I, it's, it's, there's just like those millennial pop stars that I just don't. They all mix together to me. But they're all Disney, yeah, Disney pop. It's okay. Um, I do think that there's something that the show is doing, and I'm. It maybe it's. It may turn out to be a little bit. I don't know the the old privileged kind of like white guys um but everyone almost every and 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 the building being filled with a lot of people like that but then you have like selena gomez younger hispanic um the victim was younger uh his family's japanese Mm -hmm. there's uh uh, they're bringing in the a, a friend um who is thought to be i guess a murderer like an old friend of selena gomez's and the victims um who was also Hispanic, who... Right, and is the son of the... uh, The superintendent of the building, but was dating a rich white girl. Like, there's a lot of... um, And it's not, like, they're not... They're not saying it outright. It's not going to be this class or this, you know, at Mm -hmm. least it's not coming to the forefront, but just having it baked in. um, It's hard not to miss... I guess. And I think part of it is that you have these two bumbling white guys exploring all of this and kind of sometimes putting their foot in their mouth or like not really like there's a whole scene where it's just Steve Martin trying to justify why he doesn't tip. Oh, yeah. That was fun. The manager, building manager. Right. You know. Um, And so there's a lot of stuff that they're doing that isn't as, you know, they're not patting themselves on the back, but I'm it's all there to be read. Right. Um, and so I'm also curious, like, how that plays, continues to play out. Because there's, you can kind of default to the, like, generational difference. But there are also times where it's like, you know. Right. The, <laughs> the show does seem to be aware, aware of yeah. and, and, and understanding the class and power differences, even within a building. Unlike right. some other shows that, that maybe have recently finished their seasons um i I didn't want to directly draw that but but yes uh, yeah i I can don't worry about it we we, we're not (laughs) the show's no longer on on the air on the air so um yeah um so again you know i don't know that it'll have anything to you know to say but it does seem to be you know it's an element that's in there that the show is aware of right um and i'm curious how that is going to be it's just another part of the tapestry that they're kind of weaving right um all in this building. Yeah. And again, and... Sting may or may not have murdered a dog. Right. Uh, yeah, he doesn't, apparently doesn't like dogs. Um, not even his own. Yep. Also, I, I will say, 
I did watch closely enough to notice and appreciate that when they bring up the title cards, which is like a podcast logo-esque uh, title card, right. the, the time code in the, in the title card is the time code that it comes up. Oh. So, like, if the title card comes up at, like, 4 minutes, 15 seconds, and that's what it says. Oh. That's where it says it is. That's awesome. Yeah. So, they're paying attention to the small details. I like that. I like that. Yeah. I don't know. There's just a lot about... And I, I'm sure it's ever... But, like, the very... I mean, the beginning with the three competing voiceovers was very, like, aggressively New York because they were, like, talking about, like, how, whether you can be a successful murderer New in New York. York and all. Yeah. What a city. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, it was Basically very... a character in our show. <laughs> it was very aggressive. But once they moved beyond that, the way they settled into the particulars of that life and that kind of building... Right. I did really enjoy. Yeah. Especially, when, like, in, again, first episode where it's just, like, they meet her... And they're immediately like, how did you get your apartment? <laughs> because right. it is all these older people that bought the apartments like way back when. Right. And you wouldn't see a younger person and they don't know her. So it's like, yeah, how did you get that place? Yeah. And that's all they originally, that's all they want to know about her. Right. Um, I want to know it. Also, I want to know. I, like, so it plays on Hulu. But does that mean you can watch it on FX too? No. Oh, my God. Dustin. I just, Dustin I was, the answer was Ariana Grande, Dustin. God, it took us like three episodes for Dustin to be the villain again. <laughs> Fuck, That's like, good. I give up. I give up. I'm, I'm uncomfortable in that I'm position. team Dan again. Uh, I just so, can't. So here's a question. If uh, they have three hosts in the show, mm-hmm. there are three three podcasters here, uh, which, who is who in, uh, if, we were, if we were those three characters? Oh no! <laughs> like, like Tori, are you automatically Selena Gomez because you're the youngest? And uh, but does that mean Dustin gets me confused with like every other girl on the website? <laughs> what Joanna? <Hey. laughs> she doesn't even go here anymore. <laughs> he's thought he's been doing a podcast with Christy the whole time. Um, no, this is. Yeah, so I was, I mean, I was going to call dibs on Martin Short, but fine. Mm. Okay, I guess No, I'm no, you girl. can call dibs on Martin Short. No, that's fine. Um, um, I, I think, hmm. I feel like I have to be the Martin Short, if you're not going to be. Because Dan's obviously the Steve Martin. But that's... Uh, I don't know if that's right, but also it feels like a compliment. It is. It, <laughs> it is. is. So. Definitely. You're the yeah. uh, funny straight man. Hmm. Except when you're the know. villain. Yeah. But. You're, de- I f- yeah, you're the Steve Martin, and then, <laughs> I think Dustin is the Selena Gomez. Dustin's the Selena Gomez. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> he does, he does have a uh, mystery and a very dry, uh, like, like her, I, I will say, I've, I actually realized I haven't seen her in very much. Like, I was looking up her credits, I'm like, oh, I haven't watched most of the things she's in. Um, and, uh, but. Like her kind of like very dry responses to them sometimes is really on. It's really killer. I yeah. Think. And the idea that Steve Martin was writing all that. Right. <laughs> like, I like the idea that he had to, he had to get into the mind of a, a young 20 something right. <laughs> to then make fun of him. Right. Has she been in a lot? I know she has a lot of albums. She was in Spring Breakers. Oh yeah, I guess I saw that. And she was Disney, and then she yeah. did yeah. Yeah, because she... I didn't I didn't watch Wizards of Waverly Place. Right. And I didn't watch Spring Breakers. When she was and... a kid, I think she was in one of the Spy Kids movies. Oh, was she? Oh, oh was she? Like, but like later ones, not mm. the. Huh. She wasn't like one of the original two kids. Well, she's very good in this. Yeah. She is. Uh, yeah, she really... I thought she was more chipper. She's playing very sardonic, like, well. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. My cat is, like, about to knock the mic over. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would be very... That would be, a way, to, that would but, be a way to end the episode. Uh, like, but we can... I think we can end here. I think it's a good place. Probably... Yeah, now she's banging doors. I'm right. sorry. Dan, um, can the people hear this... 
podcasts on FX or Hulu. Dustin. It's just a, you know what? Gonna, <laughs> I'm telling a good you. place. No more. No more. Dustin's had enough, clearly. Uh, we'll be back next week. It's more a strong TV, beer. I think. Manifest oh, saved. Manifest is saved. Uh, what we do in the shadows is back, I believe, tomorrow. <gasps> yes. So yes. that's exciting. Yep, tomorrow. Um, and uh, someday we'll talk about the other man. two. Oh, Why Lost Man, did... I think, comes back next week or the week after. I should, know, oh. I should probably figure that out because I think I'm supposed to recap it. That's exciting, um, too. This month is going to be a big one for AP Halloween. Bio is uh, tomorrow. AP Bio's back. Oh, I love AP Bio. Mm-hmm. I have Peacock just for AP Bio, pretty much. Um, wait, there's another show. Billions uh, is coming back. I don't know that it, either of you watch that, but it's coming back. No. I don't. No. Um, also, this week's, I mean, the most recent episode of Reservoir Dogs was amazing. Mm, Reservation yeah. Dogs. I, I'm always going to call it Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's Reservation um, Dogs. And I think... Are they? Is that only six episodes? I think it is a I short hope season. Not. I think or is it eight? It's a it's a short season. So they're they might be coming up on their finale on their season yeah. finale already. Um, but it was a wonderful episode. So if people aren't caught up, keep going. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, and later this month it's uh, that the morning show, Mass. right? No. Oh my God, oh. Dusty. Oh, you really want it, don't you? <laughs> I like morning show. You can tell us about the morning show. You can tell, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, sorry, Tori, what did you say before? Oh, no, Midnight Midnight Mass. The oh, Netflix, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Mike Flanagan show. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So, we'll so see. a lot of TV. <sighs> I don't know if we're going to be able to keep up with it all. No. Why well, subscribe to both FX and Hulu? <laughs> God damn it, Dustin. (laughs) All right, we'll end there. Have a good night. Good night, everyone.